Hi there, it's Caitlin from BeyondTheBabbles.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we're going to be talking about a talking technique used by many SLPs that is all about communication temptations. Some SLPs also refer to this strategy as sabotage. Parents often ask me how to encourage their child to communicate a little bit more, maybe to use some more words or to maybe start combining two words together. Communication temptations is a talking technique that might help with this type of scenario where you want to encourage your child to communicate with some more words. So let's dive right into how to implement the sabotage in your home with your child. This strategy is all about creating opportunities for your little one to have to communicate with a little extra push to get what they want. A little extra effort to get what they're needing, get what they're wanting, not in their typical way. I'm not going to advocate for anything negative here. I'm going to explain the best way to do this to hopefully lead to success and not lead to too much frustration. A communication temptation helps to promote the child to have to give a little bit of extra communication because you've created an opportunity that has tempted them to communicate differently during a routine or activity where the child has a set of expectations already established. This is not meant to be something where you withhold something from your child for a very long amount of time or where you try to force your child to say a word that they don't yet have in their vocabulary. What this is all about is again, those opportunities. There's a lot of ways during the day that you can switch things up in order to tempt your child to communicate with a little extra effort. We all are guilty of building routines and getting a little bit stuck in repeating them in such a way where we don't expect it to go differently and so our child doesn't expect it to go differently either. Yet if it does go differently, which is why we call this sabotage, if it does go differently, your child will hopefully be very tempted to communicate a little bit differently. I'm going to jump into a couple of examples so that you can clearly understand the idea behind creating communication temptations. I'm going to start with an example about a snack time routine. Let's pretend that your child has asked for a banana in whichever way they are comfortable with asking. Maybe the bananas are on the counter, your child points to the banana and looks at you. And that is their indication that they are asking for a banana for snack. You're going to acknowledge that. You're going to grab their bowl or whatever you normally would grab, keeping this part of the routine the same. Grabbing their bowl and slicing up some banana for your child. If your child is used to you giving them several slices because it's snack time, you are going to sabotage this part of the routine and instead give them one single slice in the bowl hand it to your child and wait. Your child should notice this change 
and hopefully you've prompted a facial expression on your child, something that indicates to you that they've realized, hey, I wanted a banana. I didn't want one piece of banana. You're going to look at your child as if you expect them to say something. You're waiting, you're quiet, you look like you expect something from them, and just do this for just a little bit. See if anything new happens. It's okay if your child doesn't say anything or do anything different. But think about it. Do they even get a little frustrated and let out a loud sound this time as they point again to that banana that they wanted? That is using a little bit of extra effort, even though it's not a word. Maybe they point to the banana again and look at you and just say, uh, or ah, and that's a sound that you didn't have the first time. Maybe after you wait, you can get close to your child's face if they're looking at you and say, banana. So you're modeling the word that you want them to say. Maybe your child attempts to put their lips together for that buh sound. Maybe you even hear a babble come out that sounds like buh. Again, that is extra effort than their request the first time for that banana. Those would be wonderful outcomes. Now, if your child just points again at the banana and looks at you, just like they did the first time they asked, after you've already waited a little bit, that's okay. You really should give them their snack and leave the sabotage at this point. After all, you need to remember that that point and glance behavior is great nonverbal communication for your child to meet their need of wanting a banana. Let's move on to one example for a play routine. We're going to talk about the favorite toy of many children, the ball and hammer toy. You set the balls up at the top, you use the hammer to knock them down, and they go down the slides. In this situation, you're going to gear the child up to play with this. You're going to help your child set it up, putting all the balls on top, matching their colors. But while you've been doing this, you were very sneaky and you hid the hammer. Hand the toy to your child without the hammer. And again, look at them with that expectant look. The child should notice that the hammer is missing. You have yet again sabotaged the routine tempting them to communicate with you with a little bit of extra effort. That is the piece of this that is the communication temptation. You've created the opportunity for your child to use a sound or word or word combination, whichever level your child is currently working on, to gain more attention to ask for what they want. Now, I would not recommend that you create these communication temptations all day long. I think that it would be frustrating for both you and your child. You'll be surprised that it's actually somewhat difficult to constantly think of ways to change the expected routine just to create that communication temptation. So on your side, it would get a little bit difficult to continue to do this. And on your child's side, of course it would be frustrating if all day your expected routines were changed and interrupted and you then had to figure out a new way to ask for what you wanted. So instead of thinking that you have to start doing this all day, instead, just think of a couple of daily routines in which you feel your child has a set of expectations that you could easily alter with just a little bit 
of change. So making something missing or increasing the amount of times they have to request their snack. Those little things are still you controlling the environment. And yes, planning that little bit of sabotage in order to tempt your child to communicate. SLPs are very fond of this talking technique and use it very often in speech therapy sessions. If you have ever seen an SLP that was using a cookie in their session, you might have seen that one cookie becomes five pieces of cookie. So if the SLP is working on using the word cookie as a request, then instead of only having one opportunity because of the one whole cookie, They've created a way to have five opportunities to ask for cookie because they made that cookie five pieces. SLPs also like to forget game pieces, not because we are really forgetful, but because again, we are experts at creating ways, even the smallest of ways to encourage communication. So a game might be set up and the dice are missing. The spinner is missing a card is missing. So again, tempting the child to have to communicate with a little bit more effort. The reason that this works during familiar routines is because if your child has an expectation, it would be easier for them to know maybe what word you're wanting them to say. It wouldn't work as well in a new routine where your child already doesn't have an expectation nor do they have a set of, of um, rules guiding them as to what goes with that activity, if you think back to the ball and hammer toy. We also like this technique because what is more motivating than something you already know the child is wanting? It's great because you have their motivation, which is a great time to try to encourage them to communicate a little bit extra. And hopefully having something motivating would be a way for your child to communicate with you in a little bit of a different way. Try this out and see if anything happens. Don't force your child to do anything they can't yet do, but help provide the opportunity for them to try something new. Parents, have you tried this? What happened when you tried this? Was it easy to implement? Was it difficult to come up with these ways to tempt communication? Or have you ever noticed your SLP doing this and was wondering why they were always withholding things or looking at your child very expectantly, waiting to see what they were going to say? Maybe you have seen this in action before. I would love for you to share your stories about communication temptations in the comment section and let me know what worked for you and what you think will work for other parents. Thank you so much for tuning in to beyondthebabbles.com, where real parent questions about speech therapy for their child are answered by an SLP. Please submit your real parent questions to beyondthebabbles.com, and your question might be featured in an upcoming post. Stay tuned for lots more to come from beyondthebabbles.com.